Hey, what's up, guys? Here on the Fire Sports Pod. I'm your host, Zach Jackson. Uh, we got a great audio show for you guys today on the Fire Sports Pod. We got two segments going for you guys today. First up, we're going to be going over the NHL standings, and we're going to be hitting with you guys with some sports stories around the leagues. First up, I'm going to go with the NHL standings that we have so far right now. Uh, we have some great teams in the field, and then we have some shitbag teams in the field. So let's get right to um, those teams. First up, in the NHL, uh, in the Eastern Conference, you have the Bruins at 29-8. and eight. Uh, Not as dominant as they was last year. They already have eight losses. I believe they finished with 10 losses last year, 9-10 to 10 losses last year. So the Bruins are not as dominant as they were last year, but they're still at the top of the top. Um, but I just don't see the domination that they were last year. They're 29-8-9. and nine. Uh, the Panthers, though, are right behind them. They were in the Stanley Cup last year, losing to Vegas. They are 27-14-4. Uh, they are playing some great hockey. Uh, I think the Panthers have a really good chance. I said that last um, over the summer. I thought the Panthers were going to have another great year and come back um, even stronger than they were last year. Last year, they started off a little shaky, and they got it in at the end, and they made a run to the uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I believe that the Panthers will um, – Possibly be back there, if not be in the running for it. Uh, the Maple Leafs are behind them with a 23-14-8 record. They're playing some good hockey as well. Um, they've had some shaky losses, but all in all, they are basically neck and neck with losses, tied for the mo- uh, tied for losses with the Panthers with 14. Uh, Panthers have four more wins than the Maple Leafs, but other than that, the Maple Leafs are staying in, uh, in the field with that. They're the top three seed in the Atlantic Division. Uh, the Red Wings are behind them, 24-17 and 5. They're also um, on a good on a good streak so far. Uh, they're only one loss back against with the Red Wings. Uh, the Maple Leafs have 17, um, and the Red Wings. Well, the Red Wings have 17, and the Maple Leafs have 14. The Lightning right behind them are 24-18 and 5. So they're one game back. The Lightning. Uh, the Canadians. They're up and down. They'll beat a great team, and they'll lose to a shit team. So they've done that. They beat my Rangers and then lose to the fucking Senators the next night. So you never know with them, but um, we'll see. Uh, this is similar to what the Panthers were last year, kind of, in the beginning. Uh, they were good on some nights, and they were shitty on other nights, and then they came out of nowhere um, at the end and made a run. So you never know. You, we, we'll see what the Canadians do, but I don't suspect them doing anything. Uh, the Sabres... Uh, they are twenty and twenty-two. Not looking good for them this year. Uh, Senators are, have been shit, so they're still shit at seventeen, twenty-four, and one. They're not as bad as the Sharks, and they're not as bad as the Blackhawks, but they're they're still in a little bit of competition. They can actually compete with teams, unlike the Sharks and the fucking um. Another team is the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are pretty ass too. You got the Blue Jackets. You got the Senators. Uh, you got the Sharks and the Blackhawks. Those are probably the four worst teams in the league. Um, but moving on from the Atlantic Division, we're going to the Metropolitan Division, where my Rangers take up the first seed uh, with a twenty-nine and fifteen and two record. Uh, they've been playing some good hockey, uh, but of late they've been a little bit inconsistent. We got to get back to our consistency that we were in the beginning of the uh, season. Uh, we went on a real of a tear, but Panarin has been off the change this year. 
he is on like a historic run so far with the amount of goals and the amount of just points. He's been scoring points left and right almost seems like every single game. We played 46 of them, I believe, in those 46 out of those uh, games. He's only missed like at least four or five games where he didn't have a point. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. He's contributing in every facet um, of the game. Uh, the Flyers are right behind us with the 25-16-6. and six. They're playing some pretty good um, hockey. I can't hate to say that another Philly team is playing good. Um, but like the, Fly- like the Eagles, uh, like the 76ers, the Flyers also do fail every year. So we'll see what happens um, with uh, the Flyers this year if they actually make a good run trying to get to the Stanley Cup, or they will fall yet again. Uh, the Hurricanes, they're always in the top three or four. See, for the last two years I've seen since I got into hockey last year, the Hurricanes have been always uh, a problem for the Rangers and the Devils. So um, the Hurricanes are right behind the Flyers at 25-15-5. and uh, Only reason taking them um, – Back is the points. Uh, the Flyers have 56. The Hurricanes have 55. The Rangers at 60. Um, also, with they have one more. They actually they actually have a, a better record-wise than the Flyers, but because of the points, they're behind in the third spot in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, the Devils are right behind them. They had a great win tonight versus Vegas, 6-5. to five. What, a, what a game that was, uh, hearing it from downstairs. It was a back-and-forth game. Uh, the Devils went down 5-3, to three, I believe, and then they tied it up, and then in overtime they, uh, they won the game. Uh, so what a great win for the Devils tonight. Um, they are 24 and 18 and three. I don't think this is updated. So if this is not updated, then they won, uh, tonight. So that means we'll make them 25, 18 and three. Um, I actually can tell you guys that right now. Uh, let us just look at that right now. Let's double check. So I'm not messing anything up here. Um, yeah, the devils, yeah, they, with the win tonight, they would make them 25, um, 25, 18 and three. Um, so, I mean, the Devils, they're, they're always going to be a hard out. I mean, they're the arch rivals of the Rangers, the Hurricanes. Um, so they're going to be hard out um, no matter who plays them. They're definitely making the playoffs. I don't think they're not going to make the playoffs unless they have a historic, retarded last couple last couple months of the season. Uh, then there's the only way that they can really fall. Uh, but they are also like the Rangers in the last couple uh, – well, for the whole season, really, they've been really inconsistent, and that's why their record is holds at 24-18-3. Uh, but they're at 51 points in fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, they're not that far behind. Uh, they're only nine points away from the Rangers, uh, but uh, just their inconsistency uh, kind of hurts them on a lot of their games, uh, especially tonight. They went down bit. They went down pretty big, and then they came back. Uh, every night is not going to be a night like that. So I got to give props to the Devils coming back in that game and winning this game against Vegas against an against the defending Stanley Cup champs. Uh, but that's never that's not going to happen always. So you you really got to play better defense. Uh, I mean, for uh, Vanacek giving up all those goals, uh, that's not a good sign. Uh, he's giving up five goals. You don't want that, especially as supposedly your top goalie, whatever the case is, uh, you, or most uh, veteran type goalie. You can't really give up five goals, and that could be that could be a Stanley Cup right there. Um, and that's not that's not a good way uh, to finish a game. But they got the win, and that's really what all that matters. But they want to tone uh, hold things down a little bit. Uh, the Islanders, though, they are twenty fifteen eleven. Um, they are so and so. I mean, you really never know with the Islanders here. Um, it it really depends on just 
they just did fire their head coach. So since then, they did win last a uh, couple. I think it was two nights ago. The Islanders did win. So their first win without their head coach, uh, their new coach that came in. They're 2015 and 11 with 51 points tied with the Devils. So they're right there as well. Uh, the Capitals are 22-16 and 6 with 50 points. Uh, they're not that far behind. The Penguins are 21-16 and 6 with 48 points. So right here, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Hurricanes, the Devils, the Islanders, the Capitals, and the Penguins all have a shot to make it to the playoffs and to beat either one of these teams. Uh, Rangers, by doubt, out of all the teams, are the best team, no matter what anybody says, their roster, um, their, he their health. Uh, that's a number one thing for the Devils. They have been banged up monstrous this year, and that's been really holding them back. And if they get healthy, they'll be back in the swing of things, but they also have to be more consistent. And the Rangers have been doing that a little bit better than the rest of the field. Uh, in the Metropolitan Division, but uh, we just got to keep going, and if we do, we'll we'll uh, we'll stay on the right course. Uh, but the Blue Jackets, they are the worst team in the Metropolitan Division with a 14 and 22 record. Um, the Senators are 17 and 24 in the Atlantic Division, so not as bad, but pretty close. Um, and these in the Atlantic Division, I think the end result are going to be the Bruins, the Panthers. And I'm going to say the Maple Leafs. I think these three teams are going to be the three powerhouse teams in the Atlantic Division. In the Metropolitan Division, I'm not going to stir away from them. I think it's going to be the Rangers, uh, the Hurricanes, and the Devils. Uh, I think those are going to be the three top teams in the Metropolitan Division. I think the Flyers are just going to be behind the Devils. But the Devils and the Flyers are going to go back and forth. Um, I do not expect as the Flyers to be second in the Metropolitan Division at the end of the season, but you never know. We'll see how it plans out, but I do expect my Rangers to be first, uh, no matter barring a monster setback that we have um, the, the, the rest of the season. Uh, but let's move on to the other uh, to the Western Conference side. Uh, in the Central Division, you have the Winnipeg Jets, which is kind of surprising to a lot of people. They are 30-11, and 30-11-4. Uh, um, the Avalanche are right behind them at 30-14-3. The Jets have 64 points. The Avalanche have 63 points. So they're neck and neck. The Dallas Stars are also another uh, pretty good team this year, 27-13-6 with 60 points. They're right there as well. And then there's a bit of a drop-off. The Predators, the next one up, they have 51 points, and they're 25-20-1. and, 20 and 1. So they're really not that close. They're nine, game, nine points uh, behind the Stars, and they are 13 points behind the Jets and 12 points behind the Avalanche. So I don't think the Predators are going to catch them. They're going to be in the running um, just by staying there. But I don't think they're going to catch them. I think the Predators are definitely better than the Coyotes, definitely better than the Blues, and definitely better than the Wild and the Blackhawks. So that's going to be the Predators are going to probably either Predators or Coyotes are going to stay at that spot. Uh, but you have neck and neck, 25, 20, and 1, 51 points. Coyotes are 22, 19, and 3 with 47. And the Blues are 22, 22, and 46 points. And right behind them are the Wild, 20, 21, 5, and 45. So you really have a neck and neck between the Predators, the Coyotes, the Blues, and the Wild record-wise and points-wise. And then the Blackhawks are just ass. They're 14-30-2 with 30 points. They're not doing shit this year. Connor Bedard's been hurt. Um, they're inconsistent, and they're not the good team. You, you cannot win with one guy, um, and you can ask the Devils that last year. They tried to put that with Jack Hughes because they were not passing the ball that um, passing the puck that much. And when they did, they won. And when they didn't, they lost. And then once they beat the Rangers, for some reason, they just forgot how to play hockey. And the, um, the Hurricanes... Uh, gentlemen sweep them five to one so we'll see what happens this year um but moving on from that you have 
uh, now you have the Pacific Division. Uh, I mean, this division is full of great talent right here. You have the Canucks at top of the division at 31-11-4. They have 66 points. They are playing phenomenal hockey. Uh, the Golden Knights are right behind them. They took the L to, uh, tonight against the Devils in overtime, losing 6-5 to as the Golden Knights are 27-14-6. This is not updated, so the updated rankings will show the points and everything like that. Um, the Oilers are behind them at 26-15-1. The Golden Knights got to be careful because they are right behind them. Even though the Oilers have 53 points, the Golden Knights have 60. That's going to be a big a difference, but record-wise, they're separated by a game. Um, and that's that they're right there. So we'll see what happens with the Oilers. The Oilers have also played five less games than the Golden Knights. So there's that. Um, but the Oilers are there. The LA Kings, they're also there. They're 22, 13, and 8 with 52 points. Um, they're not far behind. Uh, they're neck and neck with the Oilers. And then there's a drop off between the Golden Knights and the Canucks. Uh, the Flames, they're pretty shit. They're 21, 20, and 5 with 47. I mean, they're kind of close. Uh, Kraken are 19, 18, and 9 with 47 tied with the Flames. Uh, the Ducks are 15, 30, and 1. They're absolutely ass. Um, the Sharks are 11, and 31, and 4. They're horrible as well. The Ducks have 31 points. The Sharks have 26. And you really can't go wrong from that. Um, but for the two team, the three teams in each division, the Central Division, I'm going to take the Jets, Avalanche, and Stars. I don't think that's going to change in the Central Division. In the Pacific Division, you have the the Canucks, the Golden Knights, and I'm going to go with the Oilers. I don't think the LA Kings are going to get there. Um, I think the Oilers are going to get there, and I think the top three teams in the Pacific and um, Central Division, Central Division, Winnipeg, Avalanche, and Stars, Pacific, Canucks, Golden Knights, and Oilers. Now we went over the NHL rankings. Um, now we're going to move on to our last segment here on our audio show on the Fire Sports Pod here on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So let's get right to it. We are 14 minutes in, and we are now moving on to um, some sports stories. We only got a couple for you, you guys, but let's get right to it. First up, we have a legacy member of the Panthers has ascended to the front office throne in Charlotte. Carolina has hired Dan Morgan as the team's new president of football operations and a general manager on Monday, making the move official via an early evening announcement. Morgan is intimately familiar with all things Panthers, having joined the club as a first-round selection out of the University of Miami in 2001 and spending seven seasons with the team as a Pro Bowler caliber linebacker who played a key role on the 2003 NFC Championship squad, tallying 18 tackles in, in, in a Super Bowl, a player personnel a focused career saw him return to the Panthers in 2021 as an assistant GM under Scott Fitter, preceding his Monday promotion to the top job. So this is pretty good for the Carolina Panthers trying to change the course of action for this franchise, trying to change some things around, see if they can change something to help them out. Uh, moving on to the NBA. January 22nd at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time with the Lakers. On ESPN Senior Insider Adrian Wojnarowski said NBA Today, the Los Angeles Lakers will continue to talk with the Toronto Raptors over Bruce Brown, who nearly joined L.A. in the summer before signing to the Indiana Pacers. Brown was traded to Toronto last week in the deal that sent Pascal Siakam to Indiana. The Lakers have also held talks regarding DeJounte Murray, um, but the Atlanta Hawks want to recoup 
at what they initially gave up to bring Murray from the San Antonio Spurs. Any trade the Lakers make would be dependent on finding a destination for D'Angelo Russell, whose player option next season means teams would have to attach more assets to make a potential deal more attractive. And would the team's struggles potentially affect LeBron James and his decision to pick up his $50 million option next year? ESPN senior writer Brian Wojnowski could depend on if Bronny does enter the upcoming NBA draft and where USC's freshman ultimately lands. So we'll see what happens if the Lakers make a move to get Bronny to keep LeBron James staying in a Lakers uniform, or will he go elsewhere next year? We will see, and we will see who makes a move to bring um, some help for LeBron James and Anthony Davis for the Lakers, and will D'Angelo Russell be traded for the DeJounte Murray package? We will see. So let's move on to our next story, and we're going back to the NFL Titans plan to hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as head coach. Tennessee has found its next head coach. The Titans plan to hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their head coach. NFL Network insider Tom Plazario reported Monday night. Callahan had his second interview with the team Monday, and he is staying put around the NFL. We'll have more on the news shortly. So that's some big news. The Titans plan to hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as head coach. So uh, Mike Vrabel is out. And the Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callanan is in at head coach of the Tennessee Titans. We will see how well they do with him at the helm next year as their head coach. And now we are moving on to back to the Tennessee Titans are planning to hire, like I said, former Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their new head coach. According to CBS Sports-led NFL insider Jonathan Jones, Callahan replaces Mike Vrabel, who was fired earlier this month after two straight losing seasons. At 39 years old, Callahan becomes the sixth youngest head coach in the NFL. Callahan, who is the son of former Oakland Raiders head coach and current Cleveland Browns offensive line coach Bill Callahan, spent the five seasons as the offensive coordinator of the Bengals. Previously, he served as the quarterback's coach for the Raiders and the Detroit Lions and got his start in the league as coaching an assistant with the Denver Broncos. He was an offensive assistant in Denver when the Broncos won Super Bowl 50. So they have some experience with this guy. So we'll see how Tennessee does with Brian Callahan at the helm as the new head coach next year for the Tennessee Titans. Now, what a game it was for the Philadelphia 76ers star Joel Embiid. He scored a franchise record 70 freaking points. The most in an NBA season to lead the Philadelphia 76ers to 133-123 to victory over the San Antonio Spurs on Monday night when um, Victor Wembanyama had 33 points. He played amazing, but it wasn't enough as Philly had 70 from Joel, and that cultivated their win with, uh, with the win by 10. Uh, Embiid also set a career high with 18 rebounds. He was 24 of 41 from the field, including one of two from three-point range and made 21 of 23 free throws. He broke Hall of Famer Will Chamberlain's 76ers record of 68 points set on December 16, 1967 with a layup with one minute and 41 to play. Chamberlain was playing for the Philadelphia Warriors when he set the NBA record with 100 points. A six-time All-Star and a league's reigning MVP, Embiid has scored at least 30 points in 21 consecutive games. The 76ers have won six in a row. 76 76ers are playing phenomenal ball. They improved to 29 and 30, 13 with the win. San Antonio drops to 8 and 35. What a win and what a game for Joel Embiid. And if he don't win MVP, I don't know who's going to win it because this man just scored 70 in a season. But you never know. Dark horse for MVP, Anthony Davis. Now moving on. 
Um, we had an injury report from the Clippers and Lakers game tomorrow on TNT at 10 p.m. Eastern time happening in Crypto.com Arena um, as the Clippers are home versus the Lakers. It's going to be a hell of a game, but it will be without LeBron James. Small uh, small forward LeBron James is out uh, due to an ankle injury. Uh, he had one hell of a game last night, but he is going to sit out this night to rest his ankle that he's been dealing with over the last couple of weeks. So we'll see how Anthony Davis and the Lakers without LeBron do um, against uh, Kawhi Leonard and James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and uh, Paul George um, tomorrow night. So we'll see what happens there. But moving on to our last story in the sports world here on the Fire Sports Pod on our audio show and Apple Pod, audio show for the Apple Podcast and Spotify. We're going to our last story and what a heartbreaking loss it was for the Timberwolves at home as they lose and they drop to 30 and 13 with the 128 to 125 loss to the Charlotte Hornets who top them and get the, their 10th win of the season improved in 10 to 31. Um, we had Carl Anthony Towns make history and score 62 points. Um, but it was not enough as the Minnesota Timberwolves did lose to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns went 21 of 35, 10 of 14 from the free throw line, 62 points. But Cat airballs at the buzzer as the Hornets spoil his 60-point night, which he made history with the Timberwolves. So we had two great nights from two big men. Carl Anthony Towns with 62 points with the Timberwolves and 70 points from Joel Embiid with the 76ers. But one comes with a 10-point win in the 76ers, Joel Embiid, uh, reigning two-time MVP. Uh, reigning, uh, reigning MVP, I should say. And uh, you had the uh, Hornets spoil uh, Car Anthony Towns' win of uh, 62.9 night with a loss as he airballs a three in the closing seconds. But other than that, guys, that is pretty much it for my audio show on the Apple Podcast and Spotify here on the Fire Sports Pod. I hope you guys enjoyed my audio show. I will catch you guys on Wednesday when we hit our audio show on Wednesday going over some stuff. We're going to have a couple guys jumping on the uh, show, Jonathan and Ian. We're going to have a great time. I'll catch you guys there. If not, tune into my TikToks going over what's happening in the sports world over the couple day, over the over this week. Other than that, guys, have a great rest of your night, and I'll catch you guys on Wednesday. Peace out.